This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tina Balanta, as she brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah 26, 3. This morning I'm going to be talking about perfect peace through right thinking. Perfect peace through right thinking. What has right thinking got to do with peace? It doesn't peace just come automatically. After all, when we pray, the peace of God settles on us. That's what the Bible says, isn't it? Hallelujah. The Bible says when we pray, the peace of God comes upon us. So what does thinking right have to do with peace? We're going to look at the word of God and see what it says about the peace of God and our minds. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. I'm reading from... Um, can you put up the King James, please? Let me read the New Living Translation, but put up the King James for me. New Living Translation says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. King James says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and, um, with prayer and with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guide your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. So our thoughts need to be fixed on God to get perfect peace. When we tell God what we want with prayers and supplications, then his peace comes upon us. So because of that, a lot of times when we pray, we stand up with the peace of God from our places of prayer. We pray, we go to God about our needs. We stand up confident that he has heard. And we go with peace in our hearts. We go with thankful that, yes, we have the answer. But before you know it, two days later, sometimes by the end of the day, the peace has disappeared. Sometimes by the following day, the peace has disappeared. And you start wondering, God, I thought I prayed about that thing. I thought we settled with it. What happened to my peace? Why did my peace disappear? We're going to look at why our peace disappears after we leave our places of prayers and what we can do about it. One thing about our thoughts is that our thoughts are powerful and thoughts determine the direction that our lives take. 
Our thoughts are powerful and they determine the direction that our lives take. Which means that if you are thinking about a certain thing a lot, after a while you'll find yourself going in that direction. You'll find yourself going in that direction. That's what it means. You find that a lot of people that go into evil things, people that attack people, I mean, not talking, not, not talking about bandits or anything, but normal people who go around attacking people, beating up people, or even maltreating people in one way or another. Most of the time, by the time you sit down and talk with them, you realize that their thoughts have been wandering one way. Their minds have been going and meditating on certain things. Their minds have been wandering, thinking over and over about how it will feel. Some people, it's from watching a film. Some young people from watching a film, they watch that type of film too many times. After a while, they start thinking about it. How would it feel like? In fact, the way that person hits somebody, I think when next somebody annoys me, I'll slap that person and see what's... By the time you think about things like that, you meditate on it on and off, on and off. After a while, you find that your life goes in that direction. Not because you want your life to go in that direction, but because it's a law. It's a law that God has placed in his word. Hallelujah. So it's important that we learn to think thoughts that follow the line of God for our lives. Because whatever we allow our minds to dwell on, that is where our lives will take. In Joshua 1 verse 8, the contemporary English version. Joshua 1 8, contemporary English version says, never stop reading the book of the law he gave you. King James says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. But the contemporary English version says, never stop reading the book of the law he gave you. Day and night you must Think about what it says. He didn't say meditate there. He said you must think about what it says day and night. Then he now goes on to say if you obey it completely, you and Israel will be able to take this land. Talking about the land. But King James says you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success as you think about God's word. Why does it come from thinking about God's word? Because in God's word, you find principles of how to relate with people. Business principles, you find it in the word of God. Hallelujah. That's why it says we must meditate on, we must think on the word of God day and night. Because where your mind is, that is where your life will go. That is where your life will go. Where your mind is day in, day out, that's what you're going to be interested in. That's what a young child who grows up thinking, mommy, I'm going to be a doctor, or mommy, I'm going to be a, a, a mechanical engineer, a nice word for mechanic, a mechanical engineer. And that child thinks about it all the time, day in, day out, any small thing. He goes and says, they're playing games. He says, okay, me, I'm the doctor, you are the patient. He'll go and take a, a biro. I'm giving you injection. That child is thinking about it. His mind is on it. Before you know it, that child gets to secondary school. It's time to write jump. What do you want to study? Ah, Daddy, I said I'm going to read medicine now. Because that child's mind has been on that path right from childhood. 
So our thoughts are very powerful, and we need to work with God to make sure that we think the thoughts that he'll have us think, and that way we'll walk in the path that he has prepared for us. Perfect peace comes when we are deliberate about what we think about. Perfect peace comes when we are deliberate about what we think about. It means we have to be deliberate, we have to be determined, we have to be disciplined about what we allow through our minds. We can't just allow our minds to wander. Because when you allow your minds to wander, anxiety comes in, worry comes in, fear comes in. And sometimes a lack of purpose in life comes in when we allow our minds to wander. The only things that I know wander anyhow that we see birds, you find birds just to us, it looks like they're wandering anyhow. And the Bible says just like a wandering bird, so a costless cause will not arise. A costless cause will not rest on anybody. In the same way that a bird, mm-mm, it wouldn't. But we need to monitor the things that we think about. I was looking at it. I said, have you, I don't know about your days, but when a student is reading for exams, what is the focus of that student? 400 level students, accounting, final exams. That's exams are starting on Monday. And the student is reading and trying to, what is the student focused on? What is the student deliberate? What is the student particular about at that point in time? Exams, graduation. If he try, he goes to NYC in the mind. But one step at a time, I'm facing tomorrow. Am I right? That student is deliberate in his mind about what he's thinking about. And he concentrates on his studies. He concentrates on the book, the notes the lecturer gave him. He's trying to make sure he passes his exams. He's deliberate because he wants to succeed. He wants to excel. A woman in labor, those of you that enter labor room with your patients, I've never seen a woman in labor thinking of writing exams. At that point in time, her mind is very, very simple. What's on her mind? This baby, it is time. <laughs> it is time for you to give me peace. It's time for me to rest from carrying you from nine months. And because she's deliberating in her mind as to what she's thinking about, she follows the instructions that are given her so that she gives, brings out the baby. A lot of times we allow our minds to wander. And then we wonder why we're anxious. We wonder why we are fearful. We wonder why there's no peace around us. You're discussing with your friends, and the discussion is on politics. You talk about this, you go to the left, you go to the right. In the process of talking, they say something that takes your mind to 2,000 Sharia riots, and you say, God, it is well with us. You close that thought, you join the gist. You know, our thoughts, if we don't control our thoughts, they go far. They go very far. Your thoughts can leave you. You can be in church. Some of you are in church right now. You are, your, your thoughts are in the kitchen. Some of you, your thoughts are on the check that you are expecting. 
the contract you're expecting, our thoughts go far. By the time we allow our thoughts wander from one place to another, sometimes you find people standing up and making decisions. Somebody will stand up and say, I'm leaving Kaduna. Ah, bro, what happened? You don't know the, the road he has taken in his mind. He just tells you the final decision. And you start wondering, what happened? Where did it go wrong? We need to be deliberate about what we are thinking about. Because it's the peace of God that comes on those whose hearts are fixed on God's word. Hallelujah. We need to keep our hearts on God's word. We need to keep our minds focused on the words of God. When you are discussing politics with a friend and you think about Sharia riots, it tells me that the politics you are discussing is not the politics that will end well, but the politics that crisis will come out of it. And you start thinking. A lot of people allow their thoughts to go one way or another. But one thing I know is this. He whose mind is focused on the word of God is a person that will walk in peace. And God has ordained peace for you as his child. You will walk in the peace that belongs to you in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 26, 12 says you have ordained peace for us. You have ordained peace. God has ordained peace for you as his child. It belongs to you. It's your right. It's your heritage. It's your heritage to walk in peace as a child of God. So when you are in your kitchen and you are cooking and you're thinking of what's going wrong, you're thinking of the problem you left behind in the office, it means that you have left what God has ordained for you. We're talking about, we're singing about Jesus, our inheritance. The name of the Lord is our inheritance. God When you talk about that name as your inheritance, it means that everything that that name encompasses is also your inheritance. Peace is your inheritance. Prosperity is your inheritance. Increase is your inheritance. Because it comes with that name. It comes with that name. So when you're thinking about things that are not leading you in the path of inherit God's inheritance, in the path of the increase that God says belongs to you, you need to pull those thoughts down. And tell yourself, I am not going in that direction. Because when people get discouraged, when people get depressed, and people are anxious about things, it's because the thoughts going through their minds are thoughts that the enemy places there. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. It's not every thought you think that is your thoughts. It's not everything you think about that comes from you. Some of the thoughts you think about, they come from the outside. They come from the enemy of your soul who wants to make sure that you don't progress beyond where you are. And what he does is he'll just whisper a small whisper, just make just a small whisper. How are you sure that that small thing that you saw on your hand is just an ordinary boil? How are you sure it's not cancer? And some people will grab hold of that thought. And they'll say, hey, that's how it started for, there's one woman that I know like that. 
That's how they said it started for her. And next thing they knew, she was going to shika for radiation and be chemotherapy. Who said that thought belonged to you? Who said that thought belonged to you? When you're walking around your house, you're walking into your premises in your house, and somebody comes and says, Daddy, uh, I wanted to buy bread, and Mommy said she didn't have money for bread. Daddy, we need bread in the house. And that day you stepped into the house and you checked your pocket. There was nothing here. There was nothing here. And you tell your child, just don't worry, sweetheart. We will get bread. Just I'm coming. We will get bread. Some people, instead of the thought stopping there, the next thought that comes is, that's how hunger will start killing all of you in the house. You are the father of the house. You didn't bring anything for them. Tomorrow now they will ask for rice. You will say there's no money for rice. You'll go back to the thoughts and you'll think, okay, the, the contracts we are expecting them to, to pay up to tomorrow, we are fasting. Where am I going? You need to decide what you're thinking about. Because when you don't grab hold of your thoughts, your thoughts will take you down the line that will cause you to walk in depression and discouragement. But that's not what God has said belongs to us. That's not what God says belongs to us. So we need to be deliberate about what we are thinking about, number one. Number two, not every thought that comes to your mind is yours. Learn to throw away thoughts that are not in line with God's word. The word of God says the plans I have for you are plans of good, not of evil, to give you a future and an expected end. So even if at that point in time your purse is dry, it does not mean that that's where the road ends. It just means that there's still a tomorrow, and the tomorrow will be better than where you are at that point in time. Amen? Learn to go beyond where you are in your thoughts. Learn to be deliberate and go to God's word. Because your thoughts can wander if you, can, if you are not controlling it. Your thoughts can wander. A life of peace and increase is possible when you learn to take control of your words. Let me read the Passion Translation of um, Isaiah 26 verse 12. It says, Lord Yahweh, you will establish peace and prosperity for us. For all we have accomplished is the result of what you walk through us. King James says you will ordain peace for us. The Passion says you will establish peace and prosperity. The two of them, they belong to you. As you keep your minds focused on the word of God, as you partake of the peace that belongs to us, the prosperity of God will come along with it and it will rest even in your homes in the name of Jesus. As you walk in peace, automatically prosperity goes with that peace. Because a mind that is peaceful is a mind that knows how to hear from God, is a mind that knows how to take the thoughts of God and walk with the thoughts of God and flies with the thoughts of God, runs with the thoughts of God. And the process you're running with, the direction you're running with will always end up being the direction that God has ordained for you. Amen? So you'll walk in God's path and you'll enjoy the peace of God where you are concerned in Jesus' name. Our imaginations need to be controlled if we want to walk in peace. Our imaginations need to be controlled. 
Sometimes you see a lot of um, news, news items, news clips. I remember many years ago when they first started putting up uh, news clips about snakes in toilets. How many of you have seen those, those snakes? In, how many of you go to your toilet and you look at it? <laughs> you go to your toilet before you sit down <laughs> or before you squat, you say, I beg, before. <laughs> because of our imagination. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Because of the imagination, it's a gift. It's something that God has given us to bless us. It's something that God has given us to be a blessing to us. But when we don't control it, when we don't allow our imaginations to take the position that God has given them, we find them that they create stress in the lives of people. Casting down imaginations. What did he say we should do with the imaginations? Cast them down. Says we should cast them down. To cast, let me use this. When we are talking about casting something, that's what you're doing. It did not say put it carefully down. It said cast it down. To cast means to throw it away. It means to throw it away. Why would it say casting down imaginations? Why would it say casting down imaginations? It says the imaginations that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. That's the imagination you can cast down. Many years ago, we, for those of you that um, know that story, Dr. Yongicho many years ago said he was pregnant. Yongicho is, is a man, was a preacher. He said he was pregnant. He told his church, he announced to the church many, many, when he was just starting out in ministry. And everybody was looking at him like, Pastor, what are you talking about? He said, I am pregnant with a bicycle. He was allowing his imagination to work for him. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have receive and you would have them. So he prayed and he believed for a bicycle and he believed he was pregnant with that bicycle. So everywhere he went, he went knowing he was carrying a bicycle in his stomach. And at the due date, he gave birth to a bicycle. How did that happen? Because his imagination, he controlled it. When you're praying, when we're believing God, when we're going to God in prayers about certain things, we need to carry our imaginations with us and allow that imagination to work for us. Because when you're trusting God for a life partner, you're trusting God for the fruit of the womb, you're trusting God for financial increase, you have to see something before your eyes. It's what you see before your eyes that you'll have. Number one, it's what you think about that you'll see. And once you can see it, and you allow it to settle and incubate in you, you will give birth to it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So there has to be a, a, a point where we allow our imaginations go along with us. It says casting down imagination. Um, New King James says arguments. Cast down arguments. Everything that is arguing with you everything that is disturbing you in your mind and telling you it's not possible at this age 
Who do you think will answer you? Who do you think will look at you again? They have closed all the, the applications. They've closed admissions. And you think you'll go and you'll get a, a, who will ad, a, a, admit you. I was talking with someone just yesterday. And she was talking about admission for how God favored her child. She said admissions had closed. In fact, there are even quite a number of people here, the same story. Admissions have closed. They're just about to do matriculation in the school. And then somebody from somewhere gives them a note to somebody somewhere in the school, and they end up getting admission. How does that happen? Because they envisaged their child being in school for that year. They had pictures of that child being in school, and they refused to let go of that picture. And the more they thought about it, the more they meditated on it, the more it came out of the mouth. And the more it came out of their mouth, the more it empowered the angels to walk on their behalf. Your angels to walk on your behalf, even in this season, in Jesus' name. The more their angels were empowered to walk for them. Because their imaginations, everything they were thinking about had to do with admission. It had to do with God. This is the season. My child will not miss admission this season. My child will not miss what belongs to him in this season. When you think in that direction, you'll get what you're trusting God for. So we need to learn to control our imaginations. We need to learn to control the thoughts that we think. In Matthew chapter 6 from verses 25 downwards, it says... Take no thought saying. Take no thought saying. When you take a thought saying, 25 says, take no thought for your life, what you'll eat or drink, what, or for your body, what you'll put on. It's not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Look at the birds of the air. They don't plant or harvest. They don't store food in bands because your father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? He goes on to say, don't worry. Don't take any thought about those things. The thoughts will come, but don't settle on the thoughts. How do you settle on the thoughts? You think about them. Like I said, your imagination goes haywire. You think of the day you go to the market with your money and you come back with that same money because you could not buy anything. You think of the day you go to school and your, 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 schools, your school says, ah, you have not paid school fees for your children. I'm sorry, can you carry your children back? You think about that. And instead of thinking of God providing for you, you're thinking of how it's not doable. The Bible says we should not take any thoughts. We should not take any thoughts. Verse 31. Don't take any thoughts. Don't take any thoughts. Verse no don't. Let's learn to think on the things of God, the things that God has said about us. And as we do that and control our imaginations, you'll find that God's plans for our lives will come to pass in front of our very eyes in the name of Jesus. We need to learn to control the thoughts. Birds do not sit down and discuss where their next meals are coming from. Maybe they do. We, we don't understand bird language. But I know that the Bible says the birds don't worry about their food. All they know is that they'll find food to eat. If God can provide for the birds and can provide for the lions and can provide for every other thing, 
what more of you, a child of God? How will God not provide for you? I've been young and yet I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. God will meet every need of yours in the name of Jesus. No matter what the needs and no matter where the needs come from, God will meet every single one of them in the name of Jesus. Because the God we serve is the almighty God. He is our inheritance. Everything we need is found in him. He's the almighty God. Everything that we need to take care of our lives Everything we need for protection, everything we need is in Christ, is in God himself. So as long as we keep our eyes and our thoughts focused on him, he will cause every need we have to be met. And that's why he says, take no thought saying. Don't allow come out of your mouth the thoughts that the enemy is putting in your, in your ears or in your mind. Because like I said earlier, not every thought belongs to you. They don't all come from your mind. A thought that says you will not fulfill the number of your days here on earth does not come from you. A thought that says you are going to go hungry with your family, they are not thoughts from God. A thought that says everybody in your household is laughing and enjoying life and you, you are still struggling and suffering, it's not from you, it's not from God either. It's from the enemy. And all he's doing with those thoughts is he's trying to discourage you and get you to a point where you feel as if God does not care. God is not watchful. God is not faithful to keep his words. That's all he's trying to do. But I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, that the God we serve is a faithful father. He has never lied to any of his children, and he's not going to start with you. He is not a man. When he says you'll do something, God will do it where you are concerned. Praise the Lord. So it's important that we learn to think God's thoughts. Learn to think God's thoughts. Don't take possession of the thoughts that are not yours. Don't take thoughts of thoughts that are coming from outside of you. Because those are the thoughts that discourage you and make you feel as if your home is not, not going to stand. When you feel as if your home is breaking up, it's because you're thinking something else. You're thinking on someone else's thoughts. Control these thoughts that go through your mind because God is not falling apart. Amen? God is not falling apart. He's building a wonderful picture for a wonderful future for you. And that future will cause you to laugh in the name of Jesus. Double peace comes from a mind focused on God's word and not on the what-ifs. Double peace comes from a mind focused on God's word and not on the what-ifs. Isaiah 26, where we read verse 3, it says you'll keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. You'll keep him in perfect peace. Now, that word perfect in Hebrew is shalom. We all know that. But we all call peace shalom also. Those two words actually mean shalom. Perfect in Hebrew is shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. So when you say shalom over somebody, you're saying, I proclaim over you that whatever is missing is not missing anymore. Whatever is broken is not broken anymore. That's what you say when you say shalom to somebody. 
Anything that is missing is no more missing. Anything that is broken is no more broken. So that's what you say when you're saying shalom, shalom. But when you add peace to shalom, it means that God is repeating a word twice. You'll keep him in peace, peace, whose mind is stayed on you. God wants our attention on that matter. Keep your attention on me. Because when you focus your attention on me, then my peace will surround you. When you keep your eyes fixed on me, when you keep your attention fixed on me, my peace, double peace, double peace belongs to you. And when you're talking about double peace, that word um, translated peace, it has its root word health. Health is inside that word peace. Prosperity is inside that word peace. Wealth is inside that word peace. Goodness is inside that word peace. So when the Bible says God will keep you in perfect peace, it means that God will give you double health as you keep your minds focused on him. God will give you double prosperity as you keep your minds focused on him. God will give you double wealth. You're not saying amen. God will give me double wealth. Double health he'll give me. Double prosperity. Eh? God will give you double increase. That's what it means when he says he'll keep you in perfect peace. Perfect peace just means two of the same thing. So whatever you're trusting God for, God is going to double it into your life. He's going to double it into your life. No be two husbands and two wives, shall. <laughs> we can look for two twins. We can look for those ones. Hallelujah. That's what it means. Because God is trying to get our attention that I am not just going to give you one, but I'm going to give you more than you expect. More than you expect. More than you expect. More than you are thinking about. Because he has more than enough where he is. And everything that God has belongs to you as his children. They belong to you. So next time you're reading Isaiah 26 verse 3, just read it this way. I'll make you doubly peaceful, doubly prosperous, doubly victorious as you keep your minds on God's word. Just read it over your life. And as you read that on a daily basis, God will start giving you the wisdom you need to make your business grow beyond where it is. Because when God is causing you to be doubly prosperous, it means he has to give you the wisdom to grow your business. He has to give you the wisdom to grow your business. Your business will grow beyond that level where it is in the name of Jesus. So we need to keep our minds fixed on the Lord. Keep our minds fixed on his goodness. Keep our minds fixed on his ability. There's this song we used to sing. Think about his love. Think about his goodness. Think about his grace that's brought us through. For as far as the heavens above. 
So great is the measure of my Father's love. Great is the measure of my Father's You have to think about God's love. You can't dwell on what the devil is doing. Because if you want to think about what the enemy is doing, he'll give you a thousand and one things to think about. He'll give you a thousand and one things to meditate on and to spend your time on. But we need to learn to think about the goodness and the mercies of God. God is a faithful father. And when he says he loves you, he cares about you, he has a plan for, his life, for your life. He means what he says. He means what he says. The love of God over your life is settled. And that is why God will always fulfill every word he has spoken over your life. Think about God's goodness on a daily basis. Meditate on his words. Because when God says, I will make you doubly prosperous, doubly victorious, it means that by the time you go back to your village where they were laughing at you before, everybody will be carrying cap and saluting you. That's how God wants to deal with his children. That's what God has in plan for his children. He doesn't plan that we'll go around hiding in shame, hiding in fear. That's not God's plan. God's plan is that you walk in double victory. And you'll walk in double victory in this season in Jesus' name. Victory belongs to you on every side. Prosperity belongs to you on every side. Increase, increase, double increase belongs to you. And some of you take double steps wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. Double steps, double steps. Hallelujah. Let's look at that word stayed. He says you'll keep him in perfect peace. He whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Stayed on the Lord. That word stayed means whose mind is framed. It just means the frame, the frame of a house. When the house is framed, it cannot fall down. Whose mind is framed by the word of God? Allow God's word to frame your mind. Because when you go about thinking about God's goodness to you, God's mercies to you, the things that God has done over your life, when you go about thinking about it on every occasion, everywhere you find yourself, there is no way the enemy will stand and throw a thought at you that you'll buy it. Because automatically your response will be, God loves me. God has a plan for me. Jesus paid for me. And that's why I know that these are lying thoughts. These are lying thoughts. These are lying thoughts. In fact, I was listening to someone's testimony the other day. He said, very th thoughts. The devil is a rascal. <laughs> he said he was just walking around minding his own business. When next thing he knew, he had this whisper, just a voice. You are demon-possessed. He said he pushed it away. He was like, no, it's, it, it's, it's not me. It's not me. Two days later, the thoughts came. It became a big issue that he had to deal with it eventually. But the funny thing was when the Lord showed him what it was, he said the Lord just said, that's all the Lord, just, just like smoke. 
Because these thoughts come like smoke. They just come like very, you know, very faint. And some of us grab hold of them. Don't buy what is not yours. Don't buy what is, don't pay for what is not yours. Some people cannot leave their homes because they are afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they bought something that did not belong to them. They bought a thought. They bought an idea that did not belong to them. You will not buy the ideas of the enemy in the name of Jesus. You will not buy the ideas of the enemy. You will not buy those ideas because they are not yours. Hallelujah. So we need to learn to hold captive our thoughts to God's word. Hold captive our thoughts to God's word. Let's go back to Philippians 4. I'll round up with that. Philippians 4. Thoughts held captive to God's word are thoughts that will lead to peace beyond understanding being made permanent. Thoughts held captive to God's word are thoughts that will lead to peace beyond understanding being made permanent. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. How many, I'm, most of us stop here. Let me not say all of us, but most of us stop in verse 7. The first thing you'll find in verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about anything. That's the first thing you find in verse 6. It now says, take your request to God in prayer. You'll find that in verse 6. Am I right? You go to verse 7. Verse 7 says, then the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. So the one way if you want to have peace is to pray to God about the issue. When you pray to God about the issue, the peace of God will come and garrison your heart and mind. But that's not it. Because that's what I started out by saying earlier on. A lot of times we pray, we pray, we receive peace when we've prayed. But two days later, that same problem comes back in our minds. Why? Because we leave the finally behind. Verse 8. Verse 8 has the finally there. It says, finally, brethren, after you have been careful for nothing... You have taken your request to God and the peace of God comes upon you. Finally, to control the peace that God has given you, to make sure that that peace is framed within that picture frame or the house frame, that you don't lose the peace that you have, your mind needs to go somewhere. Your mind needs to go somewhere. Where does your mind go after you have prayed? Are you like the person that goes to the cross, makes all the prayers, drops the prayer requests, and says, Father, thank you. You have heard my prayer. You've answered me. And you carry your, 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 your burden again. Are you like that kind of a person? Or are you the kind of person that when you drop your burden and you've rejoiced and you thank God, you go holding on to the words of God? He says, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, what is the truth about that matter? What is the truth about what you prayed about? The truth about the matter is that God said he will meet your need according to his riches in glory. The truth about the matter is that the angels of God surround you wherever you are. The truth about the matter is that the plans of God for you are plans that will give you a future and an expected end. That's what you need to be thinking about. Whatsoever things are honest... 
Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Where does your mind go when you are not thinking? You know you are not thinking, but you are thinking. <laughs> you are washing plates. You are not thinking, but you are thinking. <laughs> you are putting salt in the, in the pot. You are not thinking, but you are thinking. Where does your mind go at such times? Because the peace of God belongs to us. He has ordained peace for you as his child. Double peace. Not even single peace. He has ordained it and it's double peace. But we need to learn to focus our minds on the things that produce that peace. And that's why we always encourage the word of God should be before your eyes day and night. Thank God, say no be me the sell Bible. <laughs> before you say we are looking for money, it's not that we want you to buy Bibles, but we want you to have the peace of God pursuing you wherever you go. We want to have the peace of God keeping you prosperous wherever you go. We want to, to have the peace of God keeping you strong and healthy wherever you go. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, if there is any praise, if there is any virtue, think on these things. That's the finally. So if you are not going to that finally, you haven't started yet. It means that every day you'll be going to God with the same prayer requests. That will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. We will learn as we go before God with our prayer requests, we will stand up with the answers and we will walk away with the answers in the name of Jesus. What God says concerning you, there are things that he has already settled. When he signed the check, he signed it in full. He did not sign half and say, okay, when my child behaves, I'll finish the remaining signature. He signed in full. And that full signature means everything that you need in life, everything that you'll ever need to make your life what it ought to be, is yours. It has been settled over your life. It has been sent into your account. And as you follow God's principles, just thinking on what he has said concerning you, the angels of God will run on assignments. And they will bring answers. They will bring those things your way. And they will cause those needs to be met beyond your expectations in the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Double peace belongs to you as a child of God. Double peace is yours. Double prosperity. Double victory. Double increase. Double health. Just take one minute and talk to God. Talk to God about it. Say, Father, the things that belong, I'm trusting you for, I receive them doubly this morning. I receive them doubly. And I'm walking away with a double increase, with a double victory over this situation. And I refuse to think thoughts of what is not happening, but I will think thoughts of your increase, thoughts of your goodness, thoughts of the justness of my God. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because your word says that you give your children double, double of everything they desire even this morning. 
as we keep our minds focused on you, Father. We have heard your word. As we look at your word on a daily basis, as we keep our, our minds on your words, we receive double of all we are trusting you for in the name of Jesus. Father, as we go into this week, we receive double of the peace we desire. We receive double of the increase we desire. We receive double of the favor we desire. We receive double of the victory that belongs to us in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, as we go into this week, we receive an overflow of all you have written concerning us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for going above our expectations and doing more than we can expect. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International. Twitter and Mixler at RBCM Online and our website is www.rbcmonline.org You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30pm and on Sunday by 7am and 8.30am respectively at Restoration International Conference Center RICC Roman New Extension Kaduna South. God bless you.